Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Town or National Harbor. We'll talk about why at 1110 with NBC4's transportation reporter Adam Tuss. Tokyo stocks down more than 1.5% after today's big sell-off on Wall Street. OV's tally of career goals still stands at 800 after a caps loss tonight at home. It's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Clear. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The U.S. Senate sends to President Biden a bill to keep the government open through December 23rd. On this vote, the yeas are 71 and the nays are 19. The 60-vote threshold having been achieved, the motion to concur is agreed to. It gives lawmakers a little more time to work on a spending package that would finance the day-to-day operations of government agencies for the full fiscal year. Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its new owner, Elon Musk. Among those booted from the platform, reporters working for The New York Times, Washington Post, and CNN. Cena editor-at-large Ian Schur. When he bought the company for $44 billion, he said he wanted to lower the guardrails of moderation and make Twitter a bastion of free speech. After seeing hate speech go through the roof, along with mass harassment campaigns, now he's deciding to unilaterally kick journalists off of the platform for reporting on the situation, which is part of their free speech. The Biden administration tries to get ahead of another COVID surge. CBS's Tom Foley. Heading into yet another winter and the ongoing battle against COVID. Death numbers are just beginning to rise. We obviously want to make sure that does not go any further. We know we can prevent nearly every death from COVID if people get their updated vaccines and people get treated. So um, we continue to, to press that message. Dr. Ashish Jha is the top coronavirus coordinator for the White House, which is making more free COVID-19 tests available to all U.S. households. Tom Foti, CBS News, Washington. Residents in Glencoe, Minnesota, dig out after a winter storm system drops several inches of snow. The storm now heads toward the northeast as folks down south pick up the pieces after tornadoes that killed three people in Louisiana. Former President Trump announces the launching of his own line of NFTs, digital trading cards, with his face on them for $99 each. Larry Sabato is director for the Center for Politics at the University of Virginia. There's not another presidential candidate, much less former president, who would do something like this at least a serious one. It really makes you wonder whether Trump is determined to follow through on this new candidacy or not. Nearly 13,000 secret files related to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy are released by the National Archives. More from CBS's Nora O'Donnell. President Biden issued an executive order authorizing the disclosure, but thousands of files are still being withheld. There were no new revelations in the documents, but they included some details on correspondence between Oswald and the Soviet embassy in the weeks before the assassination. The Dow closes down 764 points. This is CBS. Brought to you by Clear, a faster, easier way through airport security. Try today for two months free by visiting clearme.com slash CBS22 or use code CBS22. 1103 on Thursday night, December 15th of 2022. 40 degrees, lows tonight, upper 30s to mid 40s. Good evening.
evening. I'm Michelle Bash. The top story we're following this hour, charges filed in connection with this, the discovery of the decomposing body of a pregnant woman at the apartment of a murder suspect. 31-year-old Tori Moore of Silver Spring is now charged with first-degree murder for the death of 26-year-old Denise Middleton. Montgomery County police say Middleton had been shot several times, and they think Moore killed her sometime in October. And because Middleton was pregnant with a child that the medical examiner says would have lived if she had given birth the day she died, Moore is also charged with first-degree murder of a viable fetus. Middleton's body was found last week in the bedroom of Moore's apartment. The search was made after Moore was arrested for the deadly shooting of a gas station clerk one week ago today. Moore is being held without bond for that attack. If you live in Virginia, are more tax cuts on the way? Tonight, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin proposed a billion more dollars in tax reductions. He says the proposal will make the Commonwealth more competitive with other states. We can do even more. Taxes are still too high. This round of $1 billion in cuts comes on top of $4 billion in tax relief already passed this year. The governor says even with a recession looming, the state can afford it. He wants a drop in the corporate tax rate from 6 to 5 percent, as well as lowering the income tax rate by a quarter of a percent. He's also calling for an additional $2.6 billion in spending. Among the priorities, $427 million for education. COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated the learning loss. Some Democrats already pushing back, saying the cuts benefit corporations above those who need help most. Youngkin needs Democratic support to pass these budget amendments in the coming year. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. In Maryland, outgoing Republican Governor Larry Hogan is making some budget recommendations to incoming Democratic Governor Wes Moore at a time when the state has big budget surpluses. Hogan outlined highlights in his budget proposal to the governor-elect today. They include $500 million to help recruit, train, and keep police officers. The surplus is worth roughly $2.5 billion. Maryland also has about $3 billion in its rainy day fund. Hogan's budget team has been working with the incoming administration on the budget for the next fiscal year. Moore will turn over his budget plan to the General Assembly on January 20th. That will be two days after he takes office. The D.C. Council will likely make some big decisions next week about the future of the city's embattled housing authority. This following the release of a scathing report earlier this year by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And ahead of those council votes, a group is reacting to the proposals on the table. From stories of rats running around to mold covering walls, the HUD report, which prompted action from D.C. lawmakers on conditions at D.C.'s public housing units, has resulted in emergency legislation, which will go for a vote next week. But the bill introduced by the city council chair, Phil Mendelson, and Mayor Muriel Bowser doesn't have the support of one group that helps D.C. residents find housing because the bill seeks to do away with the current DCHA board. He says the problem with this approach focusing on this board like if they were the central problem when really there's a host of problems and they all seem to you know be centered with that executive staff and, and the staff in general. He does say another bill introduced by council members Alyssa Silverman and Brooke Pinto is more on the right track in his mind because it does leave room for community input. You can read more on this at WTOP.com. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Responding to the comments, the mayor's office says in a statement that the administration believes the board needs a reset to better serve its residents and the agency's mission. Coming up, how does this sound? Metro Rail to Georgetown. 
That idea is not new, far from it, but remarks by Metro's general manager have people eyeing that possibility again. We'll talk about it with NBC4's Adam Tuss after traffic and weather. 11.07. Here's Sean Frazier, Federal Chief Security Officer at Okta, on the Zero Trust case study discussion sponsored by Kerasoft. We're all connected up to the public Internet. Every organization is connected to the public Internet. We're all on the same bad network. And, oh, by the way, so as A points out, we've got to deliver services to citizens. So now we've got to connect to people who are on the big bad Internet, both in the U.S. and abroad, because there are citizens that live outside of the U.S., and we have to provide them comparable access to things. And we need to be able to do that securely and performantly and great user experiences. You know, the government is in the business of data. We're not in the business of technology, really, right? It's right, not a technology problem. It's, it's an access problem. And to the extent that we can focus and spend our money on providing great citizen services, great employee constituency services, that's where the money should be spent. Let CrowdStrike, Okta, Zscaler, Kerasoft, and their reseller partners help you imagine what your agency is capable of. To listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network, search Kerasoft. 1108. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Here's Ian Crawford in our traffic center. And we start on the Capitol Beltway at the Wilson Bridge. The expected bridge opening has taken place, and we are uh, at a stop, both inner and outer loop, at the Wilson Bridge. This is for a large vessel to get through. They figure the transit time should be about 20 to 25 minutes, depending on how fast that uh, slower vessel can get underneath the bridge. So for the moment, everything is stopped on the Wilson Bridge on the inner loop. As you try to leave Oxen Hill on the outer loop, as you try to leave Alexandria, if you've got a plan B, use that instead. Otherwise, you'll be sitting and waiting. And I say this could be about uh, 20 more minutes before they get things all cleaned up. We continue in Virginia with not a lot of great and not a lot of crash activity, but a lot of flooding. Lawyers Road, both directions east of Hunter Mill Road, road closure in effect for flooding. Old Courthouse Road. Both directions at Besley Road, that is shut down for flooding as well. In Maryland, new crash activity. The caller gave us great description of the crash activity, 97 southbound. This is coming through Glen Burnie. The crash activity near Newcut Road, a single left lane getting by the crash. This one brought down a light pole. And so three right lanes are blocked, single left getting by. The earlier crash and the ongoing investigation on 100 westbound. Everything still diverting at I-97. The last chance will be to get off at 97 southbound. If you need to go north Exit one ramp early to get around the crash investigation. BW Parkway, caller finds the crash northbound before 202. Had one of the two vehicles spin out. They're both blocking the left lane. No help when last reported. We did have crash activity on the Virginia Beltway. This was on the outer loop ramp to go to Route 7, exit 47. But I think they moved that one off the ramp. Should have those lanes back at your disposal. Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. And Amelia Draper looks at your forecast for Friday and beyond. Better showers will continue to impact the area when it's all said and done we'll pick up close to two inches of rain from the storm system today that also brought pockets of freezing rain north and west of the dc metro mainly during the morning hours now as the rain tapers off cloudy skies remain with lows tonight in the upper 30s to mid 40s highs tomorrow in the mid to upper 40s with increasing sunshine and a bit of a breeze dry but cold over the weekend low to mid 40s on saturday near 40 on sunday I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 44 in Roslyn and at Farragut Square now. 48 in Laurel. Lows upper 30s to mid 40s overnight. Weather brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
1111. Now a follow-up to a story that WTOP has been updating for years. How excited would you be to have a metro station in Georgetown or get to National Harbor on Metro Rail? These plans have been talked about for, in some cases, decades. But as NBC4's transportation reporter Adam Tuss tells Dimitri, now the federal dollars may finally be there to get these projects underway. I think the big news here is that the new general manager is understanding that if he wants to get this project done, now is the time. At a board meeting last week, he was telling his board and metro officials that, look, the federal money that's been given to public transportation or allocated for projects like this, it exists right now. But you go four or five years down the line, all that money will likely be dried up. And there's never any guarantee that that kind of money is going to be available again. And so what he's saying is this project, which will have a price tag in the billions, no doubt, and it's not going to be able to be done without any sort of federal funding. So the the general manager is saying, let's get an alternative plan identified, and then we can go ahead and apply for federal funding and then take the next step from there. Talk about the blue line loop. Tell us more about what would be happening there with it. The Blue Line Loop is just one of the possibilities for how the Blue Line could be split and sent off into a different direction. This one makes a lot of sense if you take a look at it from a perspective of where it goes in terms of Georgetown, National Harbor, going across the Wilson Bridge, which does have space for a heavy rail line, and then linking back up to the existing metro system. The real issue here with the Blue Line is that the Roslyn station right now, as it is, is becoming way too crowded trying to get the silver, orange, and blue lines all through there at the same time. So metro planners are realizing that if they want to unlock what is the bottleneck of the metro system, the Roslyn station, they're going to have to build another tunnel under the Potomac in that area at some point. Now, some people who claim to know local history that the people of Georgetown fought tooth and nail to keep a metro station out of their neighborhood all these years and all these decades. Is that really true? Well, Dimitri, this part of our D.C. history has actually never been proven to be completely true. It's actually more urban myth and urban legend than anything else. And if you go back and you start taking a look at the reason why Georgetown never got a metro station in the first place when the metro system was being built in the 60s and 70s, is that the rock in that, the geology, was really hard to dig through. It was something that prevented the planners and the construction crews at that time from getting in there. The thinking nowadays is that construction has come far enough along that building a new station in there would be totally doable. But that part that Georgetown residents, while some Georgetown residents might be happy that there's not a metro station there, there was never really a huge pushback to building a station there. What's your final thought about all this? I think it's exciting to think about new metro extensions, right? I mean, this isn't the only one that people are talking about. There's a lot of people who wanted to go to Prince William County to go down Route 1 in Fairfax County toward Fort Belvoir. Some people wanted to go to BWI. Everyone has their own metro extension that they want to see happen. I think personally what Metro really needs to do now that the Silver Line is open is they really need to focus on increasing the frequency of trains and buses, focus really heavily on what they have right now and making that work perfectly and then we can get into some of the other stuff. But this really what we're talking about here with the Blue Line splitting off, this is years and years down the line. That is NBC4 transportation reporter and WTOP alum Adam Tuss.
Now the small business buzz packaged by the UPS store. Despite the online retail giants and big box stores, consumers will spend an estimated 40% of their holiday shopping budget at small businesses. A total of $88 billion. Intuit QuickBooks says small businesses are projected to hold 70% more revenue this year than last holiday season. And it says it makes this the perfect time for small business owners to lean heavily into their holiday marketing campaigns and a good time to launch a new product. I'm Jeff Clayball. At the UPS Store, we have everything to help small business owners be unstoppable. So if you need printing, we'll be the printing store. I need help printing brochures. My at-home printer became self-aware. Of course. The UPS Store can print. Wait, you said self-aware? Yeah. One day it was saying it was low on ink, and the next it was saying it wanted to rule the world. Weird. Well, whatever you need, we've got you covered. The UPS Store can help small business owners be unstoppable with our printing services. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Hey, Rob Woodfork. All right. If you listen to the Capitals, they played as well as they had throughout their five-game win streak, but it still came to an end with a 2-1 loss to the Dallas Stars, Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, I mean, that's the frustrating part about hockey. I thought we played really well tonight. And, you know, they got that uh, the power play goal and then a, a lucky bounce. I think we were looking for a bounce like that all night. We couldn't get one. Yeah, Lindgren made 24 saves, while his counterpart, Jake Ottinger, made uh, more than double that with 45 saves, preventing Alex Ovechkin from tying Gordie Howe for second on the all-time goals list. But Ovi did notch his 645th assist on Connor Sheary's 10th goal of the season, so he, uh, Ovi, tying uh, Bobby Orr for 70th in assists all time. On Thursday Night Football, uh, they're kneeling it out now. The uh, San Francisco 49ers set to clinch the NFC West title with a win in Seattle that uh, pushes the Seahawks even further in the commander's rearview mirror in the NFC wildcard race. But Washington has a banged-up offensive line. Their top two running backs were limited in practice today, so Dave Preston said in the D.C. Sports Huddle this week. Do you hate to see the offense run dry. Taylor's been able to make a lot of plays behind a makeshift offensive line. He's, they've been able to make the whole of this offense equal more than the sum of its parts. And you're worried that, gosh, you know, is, is this where things finally crater? We break down the primetime matchup with the Giants' rants further about tie games in the NFL and discuss whether it's time to worry about the Terps in this week's D.C. Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And final score from Seattle, it is the 49ers 21, the Seahawks 13. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you this hour. Tonight, crisis averted, at least temporarily, when it comes to the threat of a government shutdown. That's thanks to action taken by the Senate tonight. A new plan is out to stop at least some of these deadly shootings in D.C. We'll have details. The search is on for suspects in a home invasion robbery near Capitol Hill by men posing as FBI agents in tactical gear. Stay with WTOP for more on these top stories in just minutes. 1118 traffic and weather on the eights. It's Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. And it's a quick opening of the of the uh, drawbridge at the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. It is done and dusted already. Normally these things when you got a vehicle going or when you got a vessel going underneath the bridge, 
can take upwards of uh, 20 minutes or so. This one done in less than 15. All travelings have been reopened in nice. or an outer loop. Yeah, we'll take that and like it. On a night like this, any help is welcome help because we have other headaches to talk about on the Virginia Beltway. New one being talked about on the inner loop ramp to 123. Report of a vehicle fire. And actually, I think this is going to be affecting lanes on the Capitol Beltway itself. Now hearing from Virginia State authorities, uh, the the two right lanes should be blocked for the response to this vehicle fire near the exit for 123. It's exit 46. Had some activity on the outer loop ramp to Leesburg Pike, but I think that is now cleared. In Maryland on 100 westbound, we are still under diversion for the serious crash beyond that point just after I-97 with the lanes remaining blocked. So all traffic is diverting onto I-97. If you need to go north, you'll need to self-divert one exit before they force you off of 100. That is on the ramp to 97 south. On 97 southbound, we've got crash activity through Millersville. This is going to be near the ramp for New Cut Road with a crash and a downed light pole, we understand. Left lane should be getting by single file. Baltimore-Washington Parkway inside the Beltway, northbound before 202. Crash activity said to be blocking the left lane. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Now Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. The good news, no worries of a refreeze overnight tonight with temperatures staying above 32. The bad news, still dealing with rainy, wet conditions across the area. Showers taper off very late tonight into early tomorrow morning. And then throughout the day, we'll have increasing sunshine, breezy winds, and highs for your Friday in the mid to upper 40s. Mostly to partly sunny on Saturday, plenty of sun on Sunday, still a bit of a breeze throughout the weekend with highs in the low to mid 40s on Saturday and near 40 on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 44 right now at Tyson's Corner, 39 in Potomac, and 44 at L'Enfant Plaza. Lows upper 30s to mid 40s in the overnight hours. The weather brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service seven days a week. Coming up here on WTOP, are you thinking of buying a home in the new year? What to expect in part of our region? 1120. Here's Shenandoah Spears, the Director of Application and Platform Services within NASA's OCIO on Federal Insights, sponsored by Rancher Government Solutions. In addition, we've also got and created a DevSecOps pipeline platform that allows us to do on-demand continuous integration and continuous deployment CD, utilizing containerization to automate the build, security scanning, and deployment process. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Rancher Government Solutions. When security, speed, and scale are essential to your mission success, you need a partner who can deliver open source and cloud-native software solutions designed to address the unique security and operational needs of the U.S. government and military. Whether it's in the cloud, on-prem, or at the edge, Rancher Government Solutions offers the leading software stack for teams adopting containers, addressing the challenges of managing multiple Kubernetes clusters at scale while providing DevOps teams with integrated tools for running containerized workloads. Learn more at RancherGovernment.com. 1121. Shopping for a new appliance? You better shop fast. Price increases are hitting select items on January 2nd. Hurry to Bray and Scarf and beat the increases now with year-end savings throughout the store, with next-day and two-day delivery on in-stock bestsellers. Don't wait. Save big with double rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe packages. And get free basic installation on select Monogram built-in refrigerators and Pro Ranges, all at the absolute lowest prices with Bray & Scarf's best price guarantee. Bray & Scarf is the area's number one local and independent appliance retailer. Our experts receive hours and hours of factory training. 
They're ready to answer all your questions and give you the personal attention you deserve. So shop now and save now. Beat the price increases at Bray & Scarf. Visit any of our convenient locations or shop online at BrayAndScarf.com, where it doesn't cost more to get more. This is WTOP News. 1122. By now, you've probably heard the Federal Reserve has raised its benchmark interest rate for the seventh time this year. The Fed's rate-setting committee hiked the benchmark rate by half a percentage point yesterday. It's, of course, all part of the Fed's effort to suppress inflation. So what does that mean for your money? CBS Money Watch reporter Amy Peakey puts the latest increase in simpler terms. Another way to think of it is every quarter of a percentage point increase adds an extra $25 a year in interest on $10,000 in debt. So, so far, we've had 4.25 percentage point increases. So that's an additional $425 in interest for each $10,000 in debt. In a statement, the Fed said the economy is seeing modest growth and inflation remains elevated. Interest rates are expected to keep going up, but likely more slowly than they did this year. As the new year approaches, some people might be thinking of, about a new home. We are learning what to expect for the real estate market in Northern Virginia. We're probably nowhere near to getting back to 2.5% 15-year mortgages, says Terry Clower of the George Mason University Center for Regional Analysis. And it's going to take some time for people that are in the market to just get adjusted to that new reality. He told the Northern Virginia Association of Realtors panel that he expects mortgage rates will be between 6 and 6.75%. Clower says demand will remain high, but inventory is expected to drop 19%. And a lot of that's going to be folks that have that really cheap mortgage aren't going to want to sell. Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. A Maryland hunting group wants to help feed people who don't have very much. As WTOP's John Doman reports, even non-hunters can help out. The Maryland-based Farmers and Hunters Feeding the Hungry is launching the Hunt Down Hunger campaign for the holiday season. If you're a hunter, they have the opportunity to donate a legally harvested and tagged and field-dressed deer to a participating butcher shop where it will be processed and then the meat packaged and distributed to a food bank or a food pantry in that community. Josh Wilson, the executive director of Farmers and Hunters Feeding the Hungry, says that butchers throughout Maryland and Virginia will do just that. If you're not a hunter, well, you can still donate financially because someone has to pay the butchers to get that meat ready for donation. And that averages usually around $65 per deer, uh, in some places even higher. The average deer provides 40 pounds of lean meat for food pantries. John Dome in WTOP News. 1125, Money News at 25 and 55. And here's Steve Dresner. It was another day of losses across the board on Wall Street. The Dow fell 764 or losing 2.2%. The S&P 500 was down 99 and the NASDAQ fell 360 or losing 3.2%. And tomorrow, a popular Arlington coffee hangout will be closing its doors for good. San Francisco-based Phil's Coffee, who first opened on Wilson Boulevard back in early 2019, will be closing their only Northern Virginia location for good. That'll leave Adams Morgan and the Navy Yard locations open for business. Steve Dresner, WTOP News. And after that ugly day on Wall Street, we now have Tokyo stocks down about one and three quarters of a percent. Still ahead here on WTOP, there's also some progress when it comes to helping to avert a government shutdown, at least for the time being. It's 1126. How does cold and flu medicine get to pharmacies? 
How do chemotherapy treatments get to hospitals, clinics, and patients? The answer is healthcare distributors. From everyday medicines to complex therapies and vaccines, healthcare distributors deliver treatments and cures across the U.S. Distributors connect 1,500 pharmaceutical manufacturers to over 180,000 pharmacies, hospitals, and providers. Learn how at healthdelivered.org. Brought to you by the Healthcare Distribution Alliance. Hey, it's Jack Taylor, and there's a new standard in five-star senior living coming to Gaithersburg, the Carnegie at Washingtonian Center. There's a difference between living and living well, and life at the Carnegie is like no other. There's easy access to retail shopping, dining, entertainment, and cultural events. Enjoy their curated art gallery, literary works, 